Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, May 21st, 2017, and released on Sunday, February 21st, 2021. This week's message is titled, Our High Priest, and the scripture reference is Hebrews chapter 7, verse 22 through 28, Romans chapter 8, verse 34, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 12, Luke chapter 22, verse 32, and chapter 23, verse 34, and John chapter 14, verse 16, and chapter 17, verse 9. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. Our text today, we're preaching on our high priest, and our text is in Hebrews chapter 7. Verse number 22, by so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. Wherefore he is also able to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he he ever liveth to make intercession for them. For such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Who needeth not daily, as these those high priests, to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sins, and then for the people's. For this he did once, when he offered up himself. For the law maketh men high priests, which have infirmities. But the Lord of the oath, which was since the law, maketh the Son, who is consecrated forevermore. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you, Father, in prayer, thanking you and praising you for this morning's service so far, those that were saved and uh, baptized. Father, following you in baptism, and Lord, for Reagan, as we honor her graduation from Crossbat High School. Lord, be with us now in our service. Be with us that we'll open our mind to hear your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Many people really don't consider that phrase much about the high priesthood of Jesus Christ. However, it's very important that Jesus is our high priest. He has held that position ever since he ascended to heaven following his resurrection. Sitting at the right hand throne of God, Jesus makes intercession for all those that accept him as Savior. You see, the price of sin is eternal separation from God in a devil's hell. That is the price you pay for sin. But when we accept Christ, Jesus looks to God and says, My blood covers the sins of what ate on me. My blood covers the sins of Vicky Estrada. My blood covers the sin of anybody that's accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And then he looks to God and says, I paid the price for their sin. It's been paid in full. Praise God, we have a high priest who is our advocate before God. First of all, let's look at the fact that mankind is limited and Jesus is not. That's a beautiful picture. Approaching the throne of grace of God the Father, 
it was a serious matter, folks. In the Old Testament days, only the current high priest could ever go into the Holy of Holies and present uh, offerings before the Ark of the Covenant. That's where the Ark of the Covenant was located, in the Holy of Holies for the Jewish people. So once a year, a blood atonement had to be made for the sins of the people. So the high priest would go in to the Holy of Holies, but before he'd go in, they would tie a rope around his leg. You see, the Holy of Holies was such a precious place and such a holy place of God that if they even so much as touched the Ark of the Covenant, they would die. So therefore, they tied a rope around the priest's leg before he went in. So if he did die while he was in there, they could pull him out. Because they couldn't go in and get him. Uh, it was not right for them to. So approaching the throne of grace is a serious matter. I think you can see that. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. At that point in time when he said that, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. No longer did mankind need an earthly high priest anymore. The throne of grace had moved to heaven once that happened. Jesus Christ became our high priest that we go to for the redemption of our sins. Priests of the old were so limited. First of all, they could only come from one tribe, the tribe of Levi. That was the only ones that were produced the the priest for the ancient times. At all times, it required a high priest and those priests in training to take over the high priest someday. Through the ages, until Jesus' death on the cross, there had been many, many high priests throughout time. They would eventually become too old to serve or they might actually die while they were in office. Ironically, Remember our story at the Easter Cantata? Caiaphas, the high priest, was primarily responsible for getting Jesus Christ crucified. But when he did, he got himself fired because no longer did the Jewish people need a high priest. <laughs> oh my goodness. The priesthood of Jesus is an unchangeable priesthood. Look at verse number 24. But this man, because he continueth ever, hath an unchangeable priesthood. No longer would there be a need to change the high priest because of death. Jesus Christ overcame death, and he lives forevermore. Jesus will live eternally. He's not going to go away. So therefore, we never need to change the priesthood. Jesus Christ is the eternal priest forevermore. The great song says, I serve a living Savior. And we do, folks. That makes our faith so much different than any other faith. We serve Jesus Christ. He's alive at the right hand throne of God and he's not in no grave like old Muhammad. He's not in a grave like Buddha or any of those other guys praise God he's a living savior today and then he's, you see that he's our representative in heaven in verse number 25 wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that came unto God by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them Jesus sits at the right hand of the throne of God look with me in 
You don't have to look. I'll turn to it in Romans chapter 8, verse number 34. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Jesus Christ does not sit on a throne to condemn. He sits on a throne to represent you and I as we come to Jesus, asking him to be our Savior. He is our advocate before God. Because you see, folks, sin is punishable by death. And God does not like sin. He cannot stand sin. But the blood of Jesus Christ covers us. At our, and we are able to stand before God then as righteous because of Jesus Christ who died for our sins. He is the intercessor for us before God and he represents us much like an attorney would uh, for a person that's in a courtroom. The only difference is you stand in a courtroom today and they say, you know, Brother Melvin, you've been charged with these sins. How do you plead? And Jesus Christ, as his attorney, says, not guilty, Father. I paid his price. He'd already paid the price for his sins. Now, who is Jesus representing? There are several different groups there. We want to take a look. And, of course, the first one is the one that everybody would realize. And that is the fact that Jesus, that Jesus Christ, as our advocate in heaven at the right hand of God, is representing sinners. Therefore will I... This is in Isaiah 53, 12. It says, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he has numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. First of all, Jesus Christ, he died for the sinners. He is the sacrificial lamb of God. Remember John the Baptist when Jesus Christ was going to the river Jordan to be baptized? And John the Baptist looked up and said, Behold, the lamb of God. There Jesus was truly the Lamb of God. He came to this earth. He lived for the purpose of dying as a sacrifice for our sin. He was crucified on the cross of Calvary. Jesus bore the sins of the whole world on his shoulders. And he makes intercession for us today if we will only come to him and ask for our salvation. Now Luke twenty-two thirty-two 32 gives us another Look into what's going on, who Jesus represents. He represents weak believers. In verse 32, But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. This is where Jesus was talking to the Simon Peter. Simon Peter, he knew, would be a leader in the New Testament church. To be a leader in a church, you have to be able to edify the saints. Edify the saints is what that means, is when you help those that are weak in the faith to, to not fall by the wayside, to encourage them to keep on keeping on, to encourage them to walk the walk, to encourage them to be faithful, 
This is what he is asking Simon Peter to do. Just like I, as your pastor, ask you to do with any fellow believers, we need to edify the saints. Just like I asked this morning in the baptismal waters. These people that are baptized today, help lift them up. Encourage them. Be with them so that they might walk the walk that those a Christian that Jesus Christ wants us to do. Luke 23, 33 has another person that Jesus is there to represent. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Well, what a beautiful verse that is. Hanging on the cross, probably just minutes away from his death, Jesus Christ asked God the Father to forgive these people that were crucifying him. These people had mocked him. They had beat him. They had whipped him until he was almost dead. He was torn to pieces with that whip, that cat of nine tails. They had spit in his face. They made fun of him. Then they nailed him to that cross. And on that cross, he's having to fight for every breath. But yet he took time from that cross look at the sinners, people that did not know him as their Savior, and say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Only Jesus Christ could have done that. What would you have done if you'd been hanging on the cross? I certainly wouldn't want nobody forgiven out there. I'd want equal justice, but not Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is God, and he loved us. He loved his enemy so much. John 14, 16. And I will pray thy father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. That's another option that Jesus did as an advocate for us in heaven is he sent the comfort to us. He knew as Christians we would have a hard walk to walk on this earth. So therefore he sent the comforter to live within us. Jesus would never leave us alone. He would never forsake us. We would always have this comforter. And the comforter living in you gives you power. Power you do not realize, folks. You have so much more than the average human being. You have power to defeat Satan through the Holy Ghost living in you. Never doubt that Jesus loves us. Then John 17, 9, it's one of my favorites, is Jesus Christ. He loves his church. Verse number 9 in chapter 17 says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. Jesus Christ, he loved the church so much Jesus prays for us, his church, daily. God gave the individuals of the church to Jesus. And we belong to Jesus. And he cares for us, folks. You know, we are the bride of Christ. That means that someday, and he is the groom, and someday we're going to be raptured out. And while they've got that terrible tribulation going on down here on earth, we're going to have the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven. Just us, his church, and him. Hallelujah. That's something we've got that the world don't have. 
That's something that we can cherish. And he gives us good cause to try to win the lost to Christ. Then look at the description of the high priest. In verse number 26. For such a high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Jesus became man, born of a virgin. Those 2,000 some years ago. He was born of the Virgin Mary and the Father was the Holy Spirit. Jesus was 100% man, but he was 100% God. Let's look at some of the quality of Jesus. He is holy. He is harmless. He is undefiled. And he's separate from sinners. That's why he made the perfect sacrifice for our sins. He was pure and holy. Jesus overcame death, hell, and the grave. He lives today as our intercessor when we only call upon him and accept Jesus as our Savior. Then finally, look at from the cross. Jesus said, it is finished. When Jesus said it is finished, the greatest sacrifice ever made is found in verse number 27. He said, who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for their own sins and then for the people's, for this he did once when he offered up himself. We see in this verse that unlike the priests of old, he did not have to continue to offer up sacrifices for our sins. Or, of course, he didn't ever sin, so he didn't offer up for himself. No, Jesus died once for the sins of mankind on the cross, and notice that once is enough. I honestly believe that if it was possible for us to lose our salvation, Jesus would have to go and be crucified again. Well, the Bible tells us right here, he died once. And that's all that's necessary, to hold our souls until the day of the rapture. There was no need for an earthly high priest and no sacrifices would ever be needed again. Jesus was consecrated forevermore as our high priest in verse number 28. All high priests before Jesus were not holy. They had sin in their life and they had to ask forgiveness and offer up as sacrifices for their sins on a continual basis. Jesus Christ, though, when he died on the cross, that stopped the law and gave us the New Testament church. When he gave us the New Testament church, Jesus, the Son of God, was consecrated as our high priest forevermore. My question to you today, is Jesus your high priest? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? If not, Jesus wants you to come to him. On your behalf, he will be your advocate before God. And he will stand up to God and say, he comes asking me to be his savior. Lord, he is mine. My blood is covering his sins. Jesus will intercede for you and save your soul if you'll only come to him. But Jesus will not force you to be saved, folks. He wants you to. He died for your sins already. 
But you must come and ask Jesus to come into your heart. Today, I ask you to come. While we have a word of prayer, and then we'll stand and have a word of invitation. Our dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your precious word that you've given us. We thank you for being the high priest for us that sits at the right hand of the throne of God to make intercession when we accept you as our Savior. Be with us now in the invitation. Give people the courage to do what they should do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash hvbcnm, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. If you would like to receive text alerts to your phone with announcements and prayer requests, you can send a text to 81010 with at hvbcnm in the body of the text. If you have any trouble with getting signed up, please ask for help from Christina or Dan. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. We would also like to invite you to come worship with us if you are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area. We are at 4103 West Texas Street in Carlsbad. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. We now offer the option to listen to the sermon during Sunday morning services over your car's FM radio. Thank you and God bless.